first show. It's gonna be a breeze, man. I don't really know what to do. I'm scared. Maybe my my voice might crack. Let me do some. Uh, let me do some exercise. <clears throat> me 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 me. La 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 la. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready now. All right, let's go. What's good, man? This is the first episode, the first official episode after the preview of the DNA Culture Podcast. Eventually, I will have a name. I will have a jingle for this podcast. I'm waiting for all my friends, this rappers, you know. Y'all been giving me y'all mixtape for years. I've been listening. I download y'all stuff, you know. But I would need some, some help right now. I need a jingle. Y'all help me out. Give me a freestyle. Give me a nice song introduction. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're going to make this. We're going to make this work. So today, I do not have my, my uh, co-host with me today. But today, we're just going to touch on... The NL East, we're going to start with the NL East for baseball uh, preview. So we're just going to go through each team, you know, let you know their key additions, key subtractions, let you know who their most likely starting lineup will be, um, their starting rotation. Then we'll kind of go over what their record was last year, and then I can give you uh, my prediction of what they're going to finish as this year. So. Um, with the NL East, if you know anything about baseball, that's Atlanta Braves, that's the New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, Washington Nationals, and the Marlins. Uh, pretty good, um, pretty good uh, division. Usually, last year they were trash. Uh, I think it was a lot that had to do with injuries, but they really, before they've been like the best, one of the best, uh, I guess, divisions in the NL for a few years now. So. Um, I'm excited to break them down. So we're gonna start off, like I said, we're gonna start off with the Braves. Um, I'm gonna try not to be a homer on this podcast, but I do forewarning. I am an Atlanta Braves fan. You know, show y'all this right here. I was here last year. I was here. I don't know. I don't know who this man is. Do y'all know who this man is? I don't know who that man is. He's he's a non fact. I'm not. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do Freddie like that. Uh, I respect Freddie Freeman, but uh, I'm gonna have to talk about um, why he's gone. He's not Atlanta Brave anymore. It sounds crazy, right? So yeah, we're gonna start off there. Key losses for Atlanta Braves. First off, we lost Freddie Freeman, the the name that's synonymous with the Atlanta Braves uh, for like the last ten years. You've never, I've never watched the Braves game without. Chipper or Freddie Freeman, you know, those two have brought me into when I came into being a fan of baseball and being a fan of Atlanta Braves, Chipper was the guy. And then towards the end of his career, Freddie Freeman came up. I thought it was going to be Jason Hayward. I thought he was going to be the one who get the torch passed to him. But, you know, it didn't quite work out like that. But Freeman came up. He was nice, too. And so unexpectedly, you know, the torch was passed to Freddie Freeman. And like through all those years where we sucking, you know, we weren't playing, making the playoffs. They traded everybody off and did a total rebuild. Freddie Freeman was a consistent guy who carried the Braves that made me watch some of the games. I'm not going to say I watched all of them because, look, when we was bad, I was gone. You know, I was in college. You know, I, I was having fun. I was not going to be watching no sorry 60-something win Braves team. I got other things to do. It's 161, 62 games, you know. You, no. Nah. Not wasting my time watching y'all. But I kept up. I kept up. 
You know, I knew the prospects and stuff, but the, the major league team wasn't good. But anyway, Freddie Freeman held it down. So it sucks. You know, it's, I'm sad that Freddie left. I think it was a lot of, uh, you know, drop ball. They dropped the ball on communication uh, in, the, in, the, in the sense of making sure that he was a brave for life. He could have been a brave for life. I'm pretty sure. I think he wanted to play for the Braves. I really do. Um, now that the contract has come out and it looks like he really took less to play for the Dodgers, it makes it seem like he didn't want to play for the Braves, but I don't think that's the case. I think there was some miscommunication between agent and front front office, uh, Alice Anthopoulos, uh, the Braves GM. He's a very good GM. And the fact is, if he knows somebody doesn't want to be there or he gets the inkling that they don't want to be there, I'm not saying Freddie didn't want to be there, but if if the agent was giving off the sign that he didn't want to be there, double A is going to move. So we, we got him, we got him replaced. You know, we had to do a trade and, and not be stand, you know, standing there, you know, with our hands in our pocket. We had to move on. So Freddie Freeman is gone, unfortunately. Uh, also, we lost... Jorge Soler, uh, World Series legend, you know, hero for the Braves this last year against the Houston Rockets. That ball has still not touched the ground. And we lost Jock Peterson, also a playoff legend for the Braves. Man, I think he really was the key person to making the team feel like they could win last year and just changing the whole attitude around the Braves. So you got to give him his respect, man. So all three of those guys were truly going to miss. Um, but the key additions to the Braves this offseason, they signed or they made a trade for Matt Olson. Um, they did trade a lot of prospects in, in uh, you know, in the way they, they gave away Pache and uh, Shea Langoliers. That's going to hurt. I, I didn't want to see those names go, but, you know, um, they've been traded. But this for Matt Olson, he's a lefty, first baseman, uh, just as or better defender as Freddie Freeman was. Uh Probably more power than Freddie Freeman. And just as much, I wouldn't say just as much average, but uh, his slugging and OPS numbers are very similar to Freddie Freeman. And he's like four years younger. Something like that. Four, five, six, something. You know, it's all about younger players in the MLB, unfortunately. So, anytime. And, of course, he's from Atlanta. You know, so... If you had to replace Freddie Freeman with one person where the fan base would just not implode on itself, it's Matt Olson. So, Double A did a great job. He did a great job. He replaced him with him. Also, um, I guess he took it personal that Freddie Freeman left for, you know, that team in L.A., the blue team. We will not mention them yet. We'll mention them in the NL West when we get there. But So, he took one of their players. We got... Kenley Jansen, uh, their closer during their whole, you know, playoff run, basically. Uh, they've been a really great team. Just been a lockdown closer every year. He had some struggles maybe about two or three years ago. But last year, man, he was lights out. So the Braves, you know, ensured their bullpen there. They got an actual closer. Not saying Will Smith wasn't a closer, but he shared it up for them. Um, they also got Colin McHugh, who is also stat-wise like one of the best relievers over the last three or four years in the league. So they got him from Tampa Bay. So that's two high-end relievers that they added to a bullpen that pretty much carried them in the playoffs already. So it's going to be crazy, man. And they added Kirby Yates, 
who was also a former shutdown closer, best closer in the game. But he had some injuries. I think he had, I don't know if it was Tommy John. But he had, anyway, he had an injury last year. So he couldn't come out for real. So they're waiting on him to get healthy. But I think the signs are if he comes back like late into the year, um, second half next year, they'll have another top end uh, arm that they can use out of the bullpen. So bullpen, they definitely strengthened up the bullpen. An area that was already kind of strong anyway, but added him. And then they brought back Eddie Rosario, um, also a playoff legend. Came over to the Braves last year, second half of the year. They took off. And also, it's not really an addition, but it kind of is. They get Marcelo Zuna back. Of course, um, I you know I take domestic violence very serious, serious seriously. I would have, if it was up to me, I probably would not have played Ozuna. Probably try to trade him. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they probably couldn't because nobody would take him. And they had just signed him for a big contract. So he did serve his suspension. Um, he went to court for it. And, you know, he's put, he was given, I think, so many hours of community service, whatever. Um, from what I've seen, the pictures and stuff of his family, it looks like they're back together. So they're trying to work on something. I'm not, like I said, I'm not promoting or encouraging it, but at this point, I don't think the Braves could do anything, uh, besides just eat the contract. So I think they're going to give him a chance, a second chance. And I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at that as far as on the field. Uh, he's a great hitter, so um, that addition is definitely going to help uh, with the lineup. Uh, so just look at the projected lineup. You got Acuna probably leading off. He's going to – I think they say he's going to DH to start the season, and then he'll eventually come back maybe like May when he plays in the field. But he's going to be DH for like the first month. But he's going to lead off most likely. This is my lineup. This is how I do it. I have Acuna, Acuna at first. I mean, hitting first. I have Rosario hitting second in left field. I would have Olsen hitting third at first base. I would have Ozuna at DH at four. Riley at uh, fifth hitting at third base. And Albies at sixth, second base. Duval in right field, seventh spot. Uh, Swanson at shortstop in the eighth spot. And then Darno at catcher. So that's not really the official lineup, but that's what I would do. You know, they listen to me. They might, you know, they should make the playoffs again. Um, and projected starters, you got one through five. It would be Freed, Morton, uh, Ian Anderson, uh, Roscoe, you know, and uh, Kyle Wright, I would think. Because Kyle Wright looked good uh, last year in the, in the World Series. So that's five. You got three starters that you're confident in with Freed, Morton, and uh, Ian Anderson. You know when right, they both have great potential. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, but you would think, you would hope that they continue to progress in their progression. So should be good. Last year, they went 88 and 73. I say you can lock the Braves in this year uh, at 96 wins. 96 and 66 is what I am projecting. Uh, I think they've gotten better, even though it doesn't look like it. They lost Freddie Freeman. To me, they have gotten better and if they avoid injuries that's a key word if they avoid injuries they should you know come back to their more of their form 
So about 96 wins. They were the team that went in the playoffs last year was more like a 95 team win. Uh win team. You know, I mean they was they were better than their record showed. Uh but they were just so bad the first half, you can tell. So I have them at 96 and 66. Okay, so next we're going to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, key losses, they lost Andrew McCutcheon uh, in free agency. And I also think they lost uh, Brad Miller, uh, someone who can play like second base and a lot of different positions um, in the outfield. Kind of like a utility bat, play everywhere. Um, key additions, they got Nicholas Castellanos, Castellanos. I can't say his name right, but you know what I'm talking about. Kyle Schwarber, um, Corey Neville. They got him from, uh, I think he came from L.A. And Brad Hand, you know, that's a big name. He hasn't really been that good uh, recently, but it's a big name for a bullpen. So um, just projected lineup. They got Segura at second base, Castellanos at left field, um, Bryce Harper at right field, of course, Rio Muto at, at catcher. Suarez at DH, Hoskins at first base, uh, Gregarius at uh, shortstop. You got Baum at third base and Herrera at center field. Now this lineup is nice. Like this is a great offensive lineup. This might be this might be the best hitting lineup in the NL East. I would say. I'm just looking at it real quick. Like that. From Nick to Harper to Rio Mudo to Schwarber to Hoskins, like my goodness, like that's those are damaging bats. One, two, three, four, five. That's five in a row. Just will damage you. I think they're they're up there. I don't know. I have to see. I don't know if they're better than the Braves lineup. I mean, God, man. I don't know. They up there. They close. I think like. I don't know. I might be biased. So I watch the Braves all the time. So I think they're a good lineup. But it's, at the same time, I'm not always feeling like feared by a lot of our bats. You know, like Acuna, of course, Olsen, Ozuna, Riley. I think Riley needs another year before I just really like, you know, give him all the praise. Albies is he's hit or miss to me, you know. Um, Duvall, he has a lot of power, but he does go through slumps. So I feel like just – Great hitters. I don't know, man. You might have to give it to the Phillies. So their lineup is amazing. And then their starters. You got you got Zach Wheeler uh, coming in ace. Had a great year. Almost won the Cy Young last year. You got Aaron Nola. Had a kind of down year, but automatically say he should bounce back. Then you got Gibson, Suarez, and Cruz. Um, I don't know about... The last three, I mean, Kyle Gibson had a pretty good year with the Rangers before he was traded to the Phillies, but I don't think, he doesn't really give me fear. You know, if I was, like I said, if I'm speaking from a Braves fan, I'm not I'm not afraid of Gibson or Suarez or Cruz. I'm I'm worried about Will and Nola, you know. But that's a still a solid line. That's a still a solid uh, starting five. And you got a good starting five with a great lineup. Could be great. Now, their bullpen is the issue, you know. But they did add Corey Neville, who was probably going to be their closer, I would guess. They added Brad Hand. So, if they could piece together the bullpen, 
I think they can definitely be a playoff team. Uh, so last year they were eighty two and eighty. I'm projecting a eighty six and seventy six season. I think they approve. Uh, go ten games over five hundred every year. They've improved a little bit. Um, like I said, the lineup is just amazing, and their starting pitching is enough. It's just the bullpen. Will their will their bullpen work? And they have a good coach. Uh, I believe Girardi is a good coach. So, um, I think I think eighty six wins is is where they go this year. Next up is the LOL Mets. Now the Mets, they, I don't know, man. They are always good on paper. So I'm just going to give you who they, I mean, this is who they lost. Okay, so the Mets lost Javier Baez. You know, that sucks. They lost Marcus Stroman, you know. Exciting player, great player. I like I like Stroman. I think everybody likes Stroman. Uh, they lost uh, Noah Syndergaard, you know, Thor. It's been, you know, the ground Thor. They were the one-two punch for a long time. He's gone. Lost Jonathan Villar. He does a lot of good things, plays a lot of positions. Uh, they lost Kevin Pillar, also a great outfielder for depth and, you know, hitting-wise. And they lost Aaron Lope, who was, like, one of their, I think he was their best bullpen person, probably. I want him. One of their best bullpen pieces. So, they lost They lost quite a lot. They lost a lot of players uh, compared to a lot of NL uh, East teams, you know. But... This is where they get crazy at, man. They added Max Scherzer. Yes, crazy. Mad Max. They added him with the Grom. So you got the Grom and Scherzer in the same rotation. Crazy. All right. Then they added Starlin Marte. Great center fielder. Good bat. He's a decent bat, you know, but it's an all-star player. A caliber player. All-star caliber player, you know. Um, they added Chris Bassett in a trade. Um, this is also a good good pitching arm, you know, another solid debt piece. Probably, I would say probably going to be like their third starter, but that's a pretty good third starter. Um, they added Mark Canna from um, the A's. He's had some okay years in, in Oakland. He has a little pop. Uh, I don't think he hits for a great average, but, you know, you never know. With the Mets, maybe change of scenery helps. But he got, he got some pop. They added uh, Eduardo Escobar. Now that boy can hit. Uh, that's a dog, you know. Switch hitter from you know both both sides of the plate. Third baseman. Everywhere he goes, he hits. So that's a good pickup to me, you know. Um, and they added uh, Adam uh, Adovino for the bullpen. So he's a great great arm too, you know. Uh, well known, popular. Uh, probably you know have an ERA in the three somewhere. You know somebody you can depend on. You know, great veteran. So, starting lineup, this is projection. Uh, they have Nemo hitting first, Marte hitting second, Lindor hitting third, uh, Pete Alonso hitting fourth, Escobar hitting fifth. They have Robbie Cano back, <laughs> Robinson Cano at DH. They have Canna in left field. They have uh, Jeff McNeil in second base, and then McCann. Hitting uh, a catcher in in the last spot there. Uh, now just looking, uh, I mean, just looking at at that lineup, it's it's nice. It's a pretty nice, solid lineup. Uh, I think it depends on how Lindor does. If Lindor bounces back and has a good, you know, 
superstar caliber season like he was having in Cleveland, they're deadly. You got Lindor, you got Marte, Lindor, and Alonzo all back to back. Escobar and then Cano, I don't really trust him for real because he always gets hurt or he always gets suspended for taking something he ain't had no business taking. So you can't really rely on that guy, you know, and he old. So, uh, but if they get anything out of them, they can stay healthy. And it's a good team. It's a good lineup. And then when we look at their rotation, which is insane, they have DeGrom, Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, and Tyler McGill. It's the best rotation in the whole NL East. Easily. Easily. It's the best rotation. You know, so, you know, usually pitching is what what wins in, in the playoffs. You know, you got good pitching, you can win a lot of games. You can be a subpar offense with great great pitching, and you can do great. So, last year they went 77 and 85. This year I am projecting... 92 and 70. Lock it in. Mets are going 92 and 70. If it's a big if, if they stay healthy. All right. So next, we are moving on to the Washington Nationals. A key additions. They don't even have any key losses. They didn't lose anybody worth anything last year. Besides in the trades, you know that's that's just their fault. But at the end of the season, they didn't have anybody lost. But they added Nelson Cruz, big bat. Um, he's about 50, but he can still hit. You know, I don't know how long you're going to keep doing this, but he can still hit. Nelson Cruz, a very weird signing to me because uh, I don't really know how at this point, you know, he's, he's very beneficial to the Nationals. But, hey, whatever. Um, they also signed Cesar Hernandez. He's pretty solid. Solid second baseman, got a little pop on him, some speed. You know, he'll he'll be a nice addition to the lineup. And they brought back, like, uh, Sean Doolittle. He's not as great as he used to be, but he's a bullpen on him. So, yeah. Uh, so, their starting lineup is projected. Hernan- <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, starting lineup is projected. Hernandez uh, hitting in leadoff. Um Juan Soto at right field hitting in the two spot. Cruz hitting behind him. Josh Bell hitting uh, in the four spot. Thomas hitting in the five spot. Ruiz in the six. Escobar uh, shortstop. Carter Keboom at third base. And Robles at center field. This lineup is not scary at all. Once you get past the top, I would say, four hitters, you really don't have anything to worry about. Um, unless some of these guys just really develop crazy and just have a great year, I'm not worried about the lineup. It does not look that impressing. Um, they're starting rotation. At one time, they had the best starting rotation like every year. Uh, now they just have, you know, Strasburg, Corbin, Jonah Gray, Espinino, and Anibal Sanchez. Just uh, the starting lineup is not that great. You don't really have anybody you can kind of depend on. Maybe Strasburg if he is healthy. If he's healthy, he's never healthy. So, I mean, last year they went 65 and 97. I don't see much of a difference this year, man. I'm, they're just, they're not good enough. Um, 
So I'm, I'm going to bump them up a few wins just because they, I mean, they kind of added some pieces. But, I mean, you got to think about it. Last year they had even more pieces and they were bad and, you know, before they traded them away. So last year they went 65 and 97. I have them coming in last next year, 69 and 93. So it's going to be a tough year for the Washington Nationals, man. And last but not least, we have the Miami Marlins, um, the team that has two World Series and three playoff appearances. Crazy, you know. So they don't make it a lot, but when they make it, they usually make, you know, they make a run at it. Um, key losses, I wouldn't even say key. They lost Lewis Brinson. But, I mean, at the same time, he has been a big, a big part of their team last few years. I mean, they haven't been good, but uh, I don't know. He's been starting regularly whenever he's played. So, But they did add Abacel Garcia and my other boy, Jorge Soler, World Series legend. I missed him in the World Series. I mean, in the Braves. Uh, key key losses, but uh, did, I, did I lose him? No, I did mention him. I mentioned him. Cool, cool, cool. Just making sure. But yeah, they got Jorge Soler, a legend, you know. Got a super pop. I think he's going to have a really good year, full year, bounce back year. I think the Marlins got a, a pretty good piece there that they can kind of build around. So, um, yeah. So their lineup, you got Rojas, uh, shortstop, hitting first. Uh, Chisholm, no boy Jazz Chisholm, swaggy player, man, second baseman with the Euro step. Uh, you got Avicel Ab- Garcia, I, I would have him hitting third. Followed by Soler in the DH is at four. Jesus Aguilar, the first baseman in the five spot. Jesus Sanchez has some real pop. I've seen a few games of him with the Braves uh, coming in at the sixth spot in the right field. Ryan Anderson had a kind of down year last year, but I can see him bouncing back uh, this year at third base. And then De La Cruz, uh, I don't know much about him, but I think he's in the field. <laughs> and then uh, Jacob Stallings at uh, catcher. So the lineup is, I would say, better than last year. You know, this is an improvement. It's not, still not going to scare you. But um, they got some, I mean, Solaire scares me, you know, because I know what he, what he can do. But he's kind of taking that spot that Duvall had with him last year, you know, just power. But I think I think Solaire has more upside than Duvall did. So, um, and then Abacel Garcia is a nice pickup for the team. I think that's going to help improve, you know, some more consistency. Uh, in their in their bad bad order, so yeah, that's nice. And then the starting rotation, the Marlins has a they have really good pitching, you know. Um, Sandy uh, Alcarta Alcantara, I'm sorry, Sandy Alcantara uh, is going to be their number one ace. He's a great great pitcher. Then Trevor Rogers won uh, Rookie of the Year last year, you know, great. Pablo Lopez, Sixto. Uh, Sanchez and Jesus Lazardo, which they got in the trade from the A's. Um, that's a good pitching rotation. I, I That's better than the Nationals. Definitely better than the Nationals. Um, I don't know. I think you can make a case. This is probably, I mean, they don't have the experience, but upside-wise, this is possibly the Second best rotation, I think, in the league uh, behind uh, maybe the Mets, I think. 
And I think what the Braves have on this rotation is just a little bit more experience. But other than that, man, I mean, that's a good that's a good rotation. You can win. You can win with that, that rotation. You can make the playoffs with that rotation. It's just a matter of, are they going to hit enough? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, you never know. Some things can click. You know, they have a lot of young guys that could, you know, improve and increase their play this year. So, last year they came in and in 67 and 95 this year I have them uh, with an increase about 75 wins this season 75 and 86 so a little bit closer to 500 not quite there but an improvement so um, if you're looking for the order I have been finishing it is the Braves in first place followed by the Mets um, Phillies Marlins and then the Nationals I think the NL East gets three teams in the playoffs this year, I think the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies all make it if uh, they stay relatively healthy. Uh, but for sure, there will be two teams um, that make it. But yeah, that's my my NL East. Uh, just quick breakdown. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, last year was a disappointing year within the NL East. But this year, I think it's going to be a lot more entertaining, uh, fun all the way through, great players. NL East has some of the most exciting players in the game. You know, you got you got Acuna, you got Soto, man, you got Alonzo just hitting bombs, Lindor if he comes back to to regular, you know, shape and, and form. I mean, there's good players everywhere. And they got DeGrom, the best. They got the best pitcher, you know, DeGrom and Scherzer can have a, a bounce back, even though he was great last year. He can have a a bounce back amazing year with with DeGrom paired in, in New York. So it's just a very dangerous and I think a good NL East um, division. And it's, like I said, as long as they're injury-free, I think last year when it was bad and everybody was talking about it, I think it returns to what everybody thought it was going to be uh, before the season, which is like one of the best divisions in baseball. So that's pretty much that pretty much wraps it up for this first episode. just want to give you a quick overview of NL East. Uh, next, I will probably do AL East um, coming soon. I'll give you another breakdown. Just let you know what players have where they moved and, and what I project. But uh, until next time, man, like I said, if you got a freestyle, you got a jingle for me, let me know. I need a nice theme song for the podcast. Uh, hopefully, I can get my guest on next time. But until then, man, y'all hold it down. And thank you for joining. And until next time, like and subscribe. And follow the DNA culture.